This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning television program. Also, those that are listening on our Warning Radio or Shortwave program, podcast, media, welcome. We're in our studio here, college studio, campus, our chapel at World Ministries International. It's a live audience. And I want to speak today on the Hanukkah menorah and victory. I know I spoke recently on radio on Moloch ruling America. That would be a message in and by itself. I also spoke it on television because that spirit is ruling America right now. Judgment is the consequence. It's, it's already falling. Some people don't recognize it. It's falling. It's going to continue to fall without a repentance. The same thing all through the Bible with the people of God in Israel. When they served God, they prospered. When not, they went into judgment. So we want to talk a little bit of the Hanukkah menorah and victory. What does it mean? How does it apply for you and I today? My references come from Scripture as well as from a couple apostolic leaders I know in Israel, Asher Entraitor and Ron Kendor. Let's get right into the message. And again, what does it mean for you and I? Now, the Bible speaks of the menorah or lampstand on three levels. One in the Torah, one in the prophets, and one in the new covenant. Moses was commanded to build a seven-branched golden lampstand and place it in the holy place of the tabernacle. That's in Exodus 25, 31 through 40. I'm not going to read all of the verses there, but I'm going to read a few of them out of that. Exodus 25, 31, And thou shalt make a candlestick of pure gold. Of beaten work shall the candlestick be made, and has shaft, and his branches, his bowls, his knobs, his flowers be of the same. I skip down to 36, Their knobs and their branches shall be of the same. It shall be one beaten work of pure gold. 38, And the tongues thereof shall be pure gold. Stuff dishes. 39, of a talent of pure gold shall he make it with all these vessels. Gold, purity, no defect. The priests were required to take care of the lampstand, but there was no clear teaching as to the spiritual meaning of the menorah. When there is no clear teaching in something in the Torah, such as the Feast of Trumpets, it is often because it can only be understood in the light of the new covenant. Now, in the Hanukkah story, the Jews, led by Judah Maccabee, and a small army defeated the Syrian king. 
It was considered a miracle that this tiny army of Jews could defeat the massive Syrian force. Okay, we need a miracle in America. We need a miracle in the world. Do we have that small remnant army of God that knows how to fight? Now, the, the, the Syrian king devastated Jerusalem in 168 BCE. He defiled the temple. He offered a pig on its altar. He erected it, the altar to Jupiter. Prohibited temple worship, sacrifices. Forbid circumcision on pain of death. Sold thousands of Jewish families into slavery. Destroyed all copies of the scripture that could be found. He slaughtered everyone discovered in possession of such copies. He resorted to every conceivable torture to force Jews to renounce their religion. Reminds me of Hitler, World War II. Reminds me, again, some of the propaganda and some of the rhetoric coming out of the White House today, making all of us domestic terrorists. After the surprising Jewish victory, the temple, including the menorah, was rededicated to the Maccabees as they celebrated a new holiday of Hanukkah, meaning dedication. The lampstand at the Hanukkah is called in Hebrew, Hanukkah. It has nine lights instead of the original seven, eight of which represent the eight days of the menorah in the temple remained lit. Now, get to the miracle we're going we're gonna to look at. Besides the victory, which is a miracle, despite having only enough oil for one day, according to tradition, an extra candle called a shamash that is used to light the others. So here you have the menorah, and you have one taller candle, the shamash, that is used to light the other individual candles. Though most American Jews call this a menorah, it is not a replica of the tabernacle menorah. Nevertheless, it was clearly meant to represent the temple menorah in Jewish religious tradition as it commemorates the miracle of the seven-branched menorah during the temple's rededication. Okay, so we must understand these things. I've taught in menorah before and Hanukkah before, going into greater depth than we have time today. And the shamash, the shamash, the candle that lights the others, again representing the Messiah. Now, a sign of restoration. On the second level of the, the prophet Zechariah saw a vision a mystical menorah with two olive trees, one to each side. This symbolized the Lord restoring Zion and the temple by the power of his grace and his spirit. Zechariah 4, 1 through 10. This vision became the basis for the symbol and the seal of the modern state of Israel. Now, Zechariah 4, 1 through 10, I don't want to read again all of that, but verse 2, and said unto me, what seest thou? All I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick all of gold, with a bowl upon the top of it, and his seven lamps thereon, and seven pipes to the seven lamps which are upon the top thereof. Now we must understand these things. Verse 6, and he answered and spoke unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. If we're going to have victory in these days ahead, if we're going to see America under God, 
Again, it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. I've said many times, no political party is going to save America. I don't care if you put the most conservative people in to power again, if they rule the White House, the Senate, and the House of Representatives. If there's not a great repentance under the laws of God, we've got to repent of homosexuality, lesbianism, cross-dressing, cohabitation. We have to repent of the sins that bring judgment, idolatry, immorality, killing the innocent, and dividing the land of Israel. I don't care who's in power. You can delay this communist takeover, but you're not going to stop judgment. There's got to be another great awakening. Again, to the Maccabees, they understood it. They dedicated this victory to God. They dedicated the temple, and we're going to get into it. God has got to be our driving force. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. So, rededicated by the Maccabees, the temple, the lampstand in Hanukkah is in Hebrew, Hanukkah, H-A-N-U-K-I-A. H. It has nine lights, eight of which represent the eight days of the menorah in the temple remain lit despite having only enough oil for one day. So here's another miracle. Not only the victory against this Syrian king and this vast army, but they had oil for one day. If you want to rededicate the temple, it had to be lit with oil for eight days. They had it for one day, yet the one-day supply never ran dry. You get into the fishes and the loaves, enough to feed a few people, yet they fed thousands. Again, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, it comes back to the power of God. Though most American Jews call this a menorah, again, it's not the replica of the tabernacle menorah. Now, this symbolized this vision of Zechariah, the Lord restoring Zion and the temple by the power of his spirit, of his grace. Again, this vision became the basis for the symbol and seal of the modern state of Israel. The body of the Messiah, the third level, is found in the book of Revelation, in which John has a supernatural vision. He has a vision of Yahshua in the glorified form, standing in the midst of the seven lamp stands. It is more likely, if we're going to be consistent with Scripture, that it was either a menorah that John saw with seven branches or seven menorahs with 49 lights in total. The word for lampstand in the Hebrew Scripture is almost always menorah, seven-branched stand. In the Greek translation of the Old Testament, the same word is used for menorah as John used for the lampstand in Revelation. In the Hebrew New Testament, lampstand is translated as menorah. Furthermore, the menorah or menorahs in Revelation are made of gold, just as God told Moses. So you have Revelation and you have Exodus. Exodus 25.3, and this offering which you shall take of them gold and silver and brass. Okay, everything comes back to gold, purity, holiness, righteousness, no sin, no defect the highest value. Each branch of the menorah, or each menorah, represented one of the seven churches or congregations of Asia Minor, Revelation 1, 12, and verse 20. So Revelation 1, 
12 and verse 20. And I turned to see the voice that spoke unto me, and being turned, I saw seven candlesticks. Verse 20, the mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand, and the seven golden candlesticks. The seven stars are the angels of the seven churches. The seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches. So again, what are we seeing? What is God revealing? Not only the churches, but those that reside in them. John's vision pictures people of every tribe, tongue, and nation being glorified by the power of God. Zechariah's prophetic vision found expression in modern Zionism. And again, John's vision pictures every tribe, tongue, and nation. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. Unity brings God's fire. We know that the menorah in the temple had to be built according to the pattern God gave Moses. Exodus 25.40, be sure to make them according to the plans that you are shown on the mountain. Everything we do, if we want victory, we need to do according to God's word, God's plans, God's laws, God's morality. We can't change it. You know, people want to make the word of God progress and progressive. It's not progressive. You cannot change the word of God. You cannot make immorality moral. You can't do it. Only a backslidden people try. So if John's vision of the seven-branch menorah was representative of the united body of believers, then the fire must also have meaning. So without the menorah, you cannot have fire. Certainly not contained, managed, and focused fire. Once the menorah was built, it could be lit. In the same way, when believers gathered on Shavuot, Pentecost, in unity with one purpose and focus, waiting on the Holy Spirit, they became that spiritual menorah that could be lit. Pentecost. And the Spirit came as of tongues of fire. In fact, the image of the 120 with flames of fire upon them is an image of one menorah with many branches. Each branch is on fire, doing the will of God. Now, with the menorah in place, just as Yahshua instructed Jesus, says, but stay in Jerusalem until you have been in, clothed with a power from on high. Luke 24, 49. The fire of the Holy Spirit could not only fall, but also function through each believer. So it's not only falling on each believer, but functioning through each believer. Not only do we get touched and blessed, raise our hands, shout hallelujah, speak in tongues, but we function. We go forth to do the will of God with power and authority. We don't just hide our light under a bushel. What good was the power of God if you're going to put it out? What good is to be trained if you're not going to fight? The church is supposed to fight, but the church is not fighting. The church is an unity. The church is dysfunctional. Half of the churches even believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How are we going to take back America if we don't get right back to these truths? How again they had the victory? How the Maccabees had the victory? How are we going to have victory? The fruit was 3,000 men and women, children, were born again, but also functioning through each believer now. God started to use each believer 
Again, the fruit was that the 3,000 men plus women and children were born again. The lesson is like the menorah. The body of the Messiah must be built according to the heavenly pattern that who? God, Yahshua, tells us in John 17 that his deep desire is for unity. Now, we're not going to read all of John 17, but it would be good to read it. You have verses 1 through 26. It's a book on unity. Unity. You know, nine, I pray for them, I pray not for the world, but for them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. And it goes in. Verse one, these words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come, glorify thy son, that thy son may also glorify thee. Everything we do is to give God glory. We, we live to give God glory. We live to serve God. We live to bring that light to other people so they can live to serve God, so they can function through the power of the Holy Spirit. So that is very important. Unity. Only when the body is in unity can the Spirit flow as he desires. Again, get back to Acts chapter 2. We're not going to read the whole of Acts chapter 2. It's a powerful chapter. But I encourage you to do it. Verses 1 through 47. But I'll read the first four. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. Now again, you can read the results. What is the results? There was a mighty harvest. If we are on fire, functioning through the fire of God, we have a harvest. We see harvest in our lives. We see souls come to Christ through you and I. We see them learning to function in their God-given responsibility while they're alive on earth to be ambassadors of Jesus Christ. We get back to the unity that John 17 talks about. We all become one. The Maccabees, they had to follow a leader. They had to be in unity. They had to give up their life for the cause. We need to give up our life if we want victory for Jesus Christ in America. Not self-preservation, so we're afraid to open our mouths so we don't get fired or criticized. You must be willing to get fired or criticized. Moloch is ruling America. There's coming a time when you're not going to sit on the fence. If you will not take a stand now, I guarantee you, you will take the mark of the beast because you won't even stand up for Christ now when it's not near the mark of the beast or death. Listen to me. Did you hear what I said? If you can't stand now, there's coming a time. No more sitting on the sidelines. You're going to be forced to take a stand. If you can't do it now, I believe you'll take the mark of the beast. You can't even do it under freedom when there's no such thing as penalty of death. You just don't want to be criticized. You want to preserve your job or whatever you want to do. Think about this. Are you willing to stand now? And if you're not, don't fool yourself. You will not stand then but you'll be swept away. Only when the body is in unity can the spirit flow as he desires and acts too. In other words, gossip, backbiting, dissension, jealousy, and like all work to throw, to 
stops the authentic work of, of God and will put the fire of God out if we are involved in these things. Unity, we won't be involved in gossip, backbiting, dissension, jealousy, and sin like this. These are the works of Satan to stop the church from being united, to see a mighty, mighty victory. Only the servant can light the candles. It's interesting that in Jewish tradition, it is the one special candle, the shamash, that leaves his special position above the other candles to come down and give light to the other unlit ones. Shamash means servant. So if you know that nine-branched menorah, you have this taller candle, you take one each day and you light the other candles. Each day you light a candle. If you want to celebrate Hanukkah, this is a great time to celebrate. Once the <clears throat> shamash has lit the other candles, he then takes his place above again, above the others. Jesus lights us, but he is still our Lord and Savior. Again, Philippians 2, 6 through 11 plays this out. Philippians 2, 6 through 11. Who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness. And being found in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow and tongue confess in heaven and on earth and under the earth. Every tongue acknowledge that Yahshua, the Messiah, is Lord to the glory of God the Father. All under God. You know, we're instructed part of this story is to shine your light. According to Jewish tradition, we are to take the lit Hanukkah and place it in a window to declare Hanukkah miracle to all who would see it. I always place the menorah in my window at this time of year. And every night, we light another one up. Was Joshua thinking of this, even though the tradition came later? When he said, quote, out of Matthew 5, 14 through 16, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it in a lampstand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. John eight twelve, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. You might also find it interesting to know that Jesus, Yahshua, declared and celebrated Hanukkah. John 10.22. It speaks of him being in Jerusalem for the Feast of Dedication, or Hanukkah. Isn't that something? What's the lesson? Well, Philippians 1.7. Even as it is meet for me to think this of you all, because I have put you in my heart, inasmuch as both in my bonds and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you are all partakers of my grace. In other words, strive for unity. The Maccabees had to be in unity. That had never defeated the Syrian army. It took unity. In unity, then the power of God was there. In unity, Pentecost exploded. In unity, miracles happened. One, we must have unity. 
Two, expect the Holy Spirit. Acts 2, 1 through 4. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a word from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like on fire, and it sat upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And three, let your light shine. Matthew 5, 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it gives light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. We need a miracle. Just like the Maccabees needed a miracle to get themselves out of bondage, out of slavery. They need to rededicate the temple. We need to rededicate this nation back to God. It takes unity. It takes the power of God. It takes the Holy Spirit working through each one of us. And we can't hide our light if we want to see that victory. Ladies and gentlemen, let this dwell on you and meditate on it. Go over this message. You can go to my website, www.worldministries.org and watch it again and again. Also, we need your help. This year has been a horrible year, $69,000 in the red. Help us to see victory. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.